We're going to move on now to our time in God's Word. Um, So our first reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. And that can be found on page 1175 of the Church Bibles. Paul prays for the Ephesians. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And the second reading is John 15, 9 to 17, and 1083 in the Church Bible. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. Fran's going to come and explain God's word to us now, so I'll pray for him before he does. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your son, Fran. Um, I pray now, Father, that uh, by your spirit you'd be at work in him. You'd help him to open up your word to us, explain it to us, Father. Um, Teach us about the Lord Jesus. Ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And where's Ruth? Where is she? Ruth? Okay. Remind me, I need to to get her up here. I need to pray for her. She's got something quite important happening tomorrow. Well, my name's Fran. She's hiding in there. You can come come through, Ruth. Just quickly. This is Ruth. Hello. Hello. So what's going on tomorrow, Ruth? Oh, it's the Senior Citizens Holiday Club. And how old do you have to be to be a senior citizen? A wee bit older than you. Okay. So you have to, ha- um, have to have a 
be eligible for a bus pass. Okay, good. Yeah. So what are your plans? Well, actually, that's why I'm quickly trying to finish <laughs> off something in there. Um, tomorrow we've got... Um, Nigel is talking to us about famous Christians from Scotland. Each of the four days we're talking about different uh, parts of the United Kingdom. Okay. So we've got that. We've also got somebody coming from Gosport to talk about uh, oral history. And in the afternoon we've got a mystery tour. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Because last year you were flying helicopters and yeah. stuff. That, that's so all the skeletrics. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. So don't give too much away because Anne's oh, coming. Okay. Right. Don't so we... let me know too much in advance. So we'll pray for you because you're, you're leading this, are you? Well, no, there's a group of us. Okay, we'll, we'll pray for you. So if you just raise your hand out to uh, Ruth and we'll just, we'll just pray that um, just everyone who attends is really blessed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Ruth. We thank you for a heart for you. And Lord, we just ask that you're really blessed and the Senior Citizens Holiday Club tomorrow, Lord. Just that every, every person that comes, Lord, would, um, would encounter you. They would learn more about you. They would have fun um, as they listen, listen to talks, Lord, as they race the scale electrics around the church. Lord, I'm just slightly jealous. And um, I really pray for her, Lord. I really pray for everyone involved, um, the whole team, that you would just bless them and there wouldn't be a hiccup. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Thank Ruth. You. Cheers. So we're on Ephesians, and last week we looked at Ephesians 1, and we looked at um, hope. And I gave, who was here last week? Put your hands up. So I gave you all a little bit of a challenge. It wouldn't be church if, we, if I weren't going to challenge you on your challenge. So I give you, so last week we were talking about hope and about sharing the gospel of hope. And I encourage you to... Um, to share hope with Mike, our vicar, because so often we don't thank um, the leadership in our church, our churches. I asked you to share hope in your workplaces, um, on your way to work. I asked you not to walk past the homeless person, but to stop and to offer them some hope. So can anyone, has anyone had any prompting from the Holy Spirit? Everyone's looking down. Has anyone, has anyone had the opportunity to share hope this past week? There you go, Steve. Go on, then. Brilliant. What have you done with your work colleagues? Well, I've just encouraged them, and, uh, you know, some of them are a bit down, and I just sort of try and cheer them up a bit. Put some hope. Yeah. Hope into the council. Anybody else? Never mind. This week's challenge, oh, we've got one more over here. I've got a work colleague um, who's quite ill, she's just had a stroke, um, and I text her every day, and she just said, thank you for praying, so she knows the power of prayer. Excellent. So it's really good that we encourage, and I'll just encourage you again to encourage Mike, our leader. Send him an email, just tell him what a wonderful job he's doing, just encourage him because so often church leaders just don't get encouraged so this week we're looking at Ephesians and, um, and it's really based on Ephesians my talk and we're looking at the uh, message of love I don't know about you guys but I get really really annoyed with people who call you when you're at home 
cold callers. Yeah, does anyone else get annoyed with them? They try to sell you stuff. They always, they always seem to call at the wrong times, don't they? And, and, and shamefully, I'm quite rude to them sometimes. I get really fed up. And, and on Tuesday, we had somebody call, a young lady, and she was calling from Sky. And for some reason, I wasn't rude, thank goodness. I listened to her, and she, she tried to sell me a Sky package. I wasn't interested. And then I don't know what happened, but out of nowhere, I started to share my faith with her. Amazing. Don't know where it came from, but I started to, I said to her, well, can I ask you a question? She said, of course you can. I said, do you know a bloke called Jesus? And she said, yeah, but I don't know him personally. I think, oh, this is a good start. I said, well, she said, well, why do you ask? I said, well, because I'm a Christian and um, I just, just thought, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I just want to share with you God's love. I want to share with you how wide God loves. She said, well, actually, I went to a Christian school and I learned the stories and um, I really enjoyed listening to the stories. And the conversation went on. I said, but you don't know him personally. No, I don't know him personally. I said, that's okay. I said, because you can know him personally. And I could have kicked myself, so I never led her to Christ. But we had a conversation for 20 minutes. Three minutes was talking about her sky, and the rest of the time was me blabbing on about, about how good God was and how wide his love was. But we had a really good conversation. She told me about her boyfriend. I told her that I'd pray for her. And she said, do you know what? You've really encouraged me. Normally people are really rude. I was thinking, <laughs> I've really been convicted here. I said, really? Are they? How can they be rude to you? <laughs> Sorry, God. But I, I encouraged her. I said, well, a good start would be to find a local church, to do an alpha course. And I just offered her some hope. And she was really, really encouraged. So that was my challenge to myself this week and I, I got another phone call he wasn't so receptive and he put the phone down on me but you know so maybe you guys could try that at home next time you get a call a cold caller just take the time to um, share God's word share just how wide God's love is so now I'm going to get you to do a bit of interaction so why don't you turn to the person sat next to you and ask them Ask them when was the last time you shared God's love. So let's just do that. You have to be quick. Maybe swap over and, and someone else share if you've not done that. 
Okay, I'm going to have to draw your conversations to a close. I know there's takeaway ordered. You're going to go hungry. I know you want to get home. So we're looking at four things. They, people tell me that a good sermon has got three points. I'll give you four points tonight. And the points I want to cover tonight is that God's love is wide. God's love is long. God's love is high. And God's love is deep. And that's what I want to cover tonight. Now if I was sharing this with a group of kids, I'd get you all to stand, I, I, I won't do it, I'd get you all to stand up, hold hands and go from one end to the other and I'd say to you, look how wide you are, how wide you are, but you know how wide you are? God's love is wider, God's love is wider. And, you know, I was looking at this colouring sheet in the office, it's measuring God's love and we can't measure it can we? We can't measure God's love. It's immeasurable. God's love is so incredibly wide. God's love is total. Paul says, it reaches every corner of our experience. It reaches every corner of our experience that we have in our lives. God's love is wide enough to cover every breadth of our life. And it reaches beyond us. It reaches beyond us to the whole world. And as I had the privilege to share some of God's love to this, this young girl on Tuesday over the phone, I had the confidence that God loved me. To tell her that God loved her. That God's love for her was incredibly wide. In fact, God's love for her was so wide that he chose the cross. And I went on to say that, you know, I've got two children. I love them to bits. I told her that God loves my kids more than I love them. And that's amazing, isn't it? Our Heavenly Father loves us more than we could ever imagine. His love is incredibly wide. His love cannot be measured. And that girl on the phone, she had never, that was something new for her. She had never heard about God's love. She never knew that Jesus loved her. And maybe you're here tonight, maybe you, you still don't believe that you're loved. I encourage you. Do you know, Jesus is here. He's with us. His arms are wide open. And he wants to embrace every one of us. Just as he embraced that girl on Tuesday, just as she was encouraged, he wants to encourage us to know that we are all God's children. But you know, human love, our love, it can wear out, can't it? It can wear out. That's why we have so many broken marriages. It can wear out. There's a limit on human love. It can dry up. 
That's why we need God's love. That's why we need God's love in our relationships, in our marriages, in our homes, in our churches. God's love never wears out. God's love is patient. God's love is persistent. God's love is good. God's love never wears out. God's love never gives up on any of us. God's love is white for us tonight. My next point is God's love is long. It can be stretched. You know, when we were kids, we were, or we were brought up in East London, and my father is Maltese, and um, when we used to go to Malta every year, we used to fly to Malta, and this particular year, my dad had this crazy idea that we would drive to Malta, and um, so they made a few plans, not, not brilliant plans, terrible really, but it's really exciting as a nine-year-old, so we, we just went along, we had six weeks holiday, we had six weeks to drive to Malta, have a holiday in Malta, and drive back with no plan, really. All my dad's mates said, it's impossible, you're never going to make it, you're never going to arrive. I haven't told you this, but we were going in a Mark II Cortina. Five of us, so mum and dad and two sisters. Can you imagine the arguments we had? So we arrived, we arrived in Calais, we got the ferry to Calais. My dad pulls over into the hard shoulder, gets out the map. He hasn't got a flipping clue where he's going. He hasn't got a clue. And this guy pulls up behind him with a caravan. And he gets out and he goes to my dad, look at the map. He said, I'm, I'm looking for the road to go to the south of France. Which way is it? But that's it. I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I'm going to Malta. I don't even know where I'm going. And that is so true. But on a wing and a prayer, we made it. We had lots of arguments, of course we did, lots of shouting, lots of wrong directions, but we made it through France, over the French Alps, which was really scary, down into Switzerland and through Italy, we went to a place called Reggio di Calabria and then we got a ferry across. And all of my dad's mates were amazed that we made it. They couldn't believe that we arrived. Couldn't believe that we arrived on this long journey in an old Cortina. You know, sometimes our journey in life can be long, can't it? And sometimes, like my dad's friends, sometimes we feel like it's impossible. We can't even get through a day, never alone a week, of our journey. I just want to encourage you. Yeah, this is an encouragement. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. But with God on our side, you know, nothing is impossible. I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't plan. We should plan. But as a nine-year-old, it was really exciting knowing that we never had a plan. But nothing is impossible with God on your side. Yeah, God's love is long. It continues the length of our lives. And if we look at Paul, and if he had not preached the gospel... He wouldn't have gone to jail. And then the Ephesians would not have heard the good news. They wouldn't have been converted. Just as a mum waits, just as a mum um, 
is pregnant and she waits to bring the new life into this world. Paul endured the long weight of persecution in order to bring new believers to Christ. Do you know, following Jesus isn't easy. After all, we're called to pick up the cross. Who wants to do that? I don't want to pick up the cross because we know what that means, don't we? That we want to die. But we're all told to pick up the cross and follow Jesus. To be willing to endure the pain so that God's message of salvation, so that God's message of love can reach sometimes this loveless world. You know, when we invite Jesus into our lives, he's with us every step of the way. Because his love is long. Because he goes before us. Isn't it good news to know that God never gives up on you, every one of you? No matter what you do, his love never gives up on you. It's wide enough to include you, to include everyone. It's long enough to last forever. God will never love you more than he does right now. He will never love you any less than he does right now. The psalmist says this, Psalm 89, I know that your love will last for all time that your faithfulness is permanent as the sky. God's love is long. God goes before you. God's love is high. God's love is high. It reaches the heights of our celebration. Psalm 103. This is the message version. He doesn't endlessly nag or scold, nor hold grudges forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. As high as the heaven is over the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the sunrise is from sunset, he has separated us all from our sins. As parents feel for their children, God feels for those who feel him. And he knows you, every one of you, inside out. God never made a person like me and like you that he didn't love. He made you because he loves you. He made you all for a reason and a purpose. You know, so often I, I meet young people and it's, it saddens me when they say that I'm a mistake. I say, no, you are not a mistake because God does not make mistakes. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you. He loves you. Everyone matters to God. In fact, we see in the life of Jesus, don't we? But Jesus, he loved the unlovely. He loved those who felt unlovable. Young people again, 
They struggle with low self-esteem. And I haven't got a magic fix for that. Just apart from listening and just, just getting alongside them. But if you want confidence, you need to understand, I say, just how much you matter to God. How much God loves you. Understand how much you matter to God. God loves you. You know what? Who cares what everyone else thinks? Who cares what the world thinks about you? You were made in God's image. And God loves you. You know, because God loves you, there's no need to prove your self-worth. We don't have to wear certain kinds of clothes to make us fit in. We don't have to drive certain types of cars. We don't have to have a big house to be a certain type of job. We don't need status symbols. We just need Jesus. His love is enough. His love is enough. And my last point is, God's love is deep. It's so deep. It reaches the depths of our discouragement. It reaches the depths of our despair. It even reaches the depths of death. Maybe you're here tonight and you feel shut out, isolated. Maybe you feel alone. Remember how deep God's love is for you. You can, be, you can be never, ever be lost to God's deep love for you. I love Romans. And it says absolutely nothing, thinkable or unthinkable, can separate us and God's love because the way Jesus, our Saviour, has opened his arms, the way he's embraced us, nothing can separate us from God's love. You know, there are times, aren't there, where we feel that we're in too deep, that we're going under for the last time. Maybe we're about to sink. No matter how deep you are, and I've been in some deep, dark places, God's love is there. He can pull you out of the deepest waters. We've seen him do that here with Tony, struggling with alcohol addiction. We've seen Tony being pulled out of the pits of hell, and now he's living a new life. No matter what problem you have, God's love is deeper than your problem. You may be in deep despair. You may be troubled deeply. You may be in deep stress. Financial problems. But know and be encouraged that God is with you in your depths of despair. 
your depths of discouragement. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 7 says this, Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You know, love, can't it? It can be exhausting, can't it? It can be knackering. Don't let anyone fool you. The kind of love that really makes a difference will take everything out of you. Sometimes we don't have. Sometimes we just don't feel like we have any more to give. Maybe you're in a, maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're in a people intensive job. Maybe you're a server. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a salesman. Maybe you're a carer at home. Maybe you feel like you just can't face another need, another problem, another heartache. So you just, you press the off button. You just shut down. Or that you need to show love. We've all got these in our life, haven't we? A difficult person. Someone who's really demanding. Someone who's selfish. Someone who never returns your love. And you think to yourself, well, I'm done. What's the point? can't do this anymore. You know, the world tells us that's perfectly fine. Turn your back on them. But that's not God's standard, is it? That's not God's standard of love. He tells us in the Bible, love never gets, love, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Loving is hard. How can you have the kind of love, the kind of persistent love for another person? We need to be refueled. You know, as a family, we go to New Wine every year, and that's, that's a time for us to sit around and to have some fun, to drink some wine in the evening, and to be refueled, be refueled to be encouraged in the presence of God. And just as we need to fill our cars up to make the journey, to get to our destination, we all need to be refueled. To give the kind of persistent love that God wants you to give, you have to refuel your love tank. If we look around at our city, it's pretty, pretty easy to see that it's, it's broken, it's lost. Some parts are loveless. Relationships are crushed. Because people are not refueling their love. So this week, how can our love be wide? How can our love be long? How can our love be high and deep? Why don't I just get you all to stand stand where you are, just close your eyes and just hold your hands out. I just want you to receive God's love.
I just want you to be refueled. You know, to be refueled, you need to start by letting God love you. Holy Spirit, would you come now? Thank you that you love every one of us. Thank you that your love never, never, your love never fails. Your love, your love never gives up. Thank you for the purposes and the plans you have for our lives. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would come. You would fill every one of us up, Lord, with your love. From top to bottom, would everyone feel your presence tonight? We love because God first loved us. And my prayer is, Lord, that we would carry your love out of this church, Lord, into our workplaces, into our schools, into our colleges, out onto the streets. And Lord, we be givers and sharers of the love of Jesus. And you would empower every one of us, Lord, to show the transforming love of your gospel. Amen. Having heard about God's love, uh, we're going to come before his throne now to intercede and to uh, make our requests and supplications as they're called in Philippians to him. So let's come into the presence confident that the Lord God Almighty is going to receive us and hear us as his children because of the love he has for us poured out through the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just come before you now. Uh, we want to pray for our world. We want to pray for our country, for our city, for our church. Father, we are confident in your love and in your desire to restore, mend. Father, we ask now for your peace on our world, Lord. We pray for those who are in areas of conflict. Father, we pray for those fleeing those areas of conflict that we see gathering just uh, across the sea in Calais. We lift them up to you, Lord. And Father, we pray for soft hearts. We pray for wisdom for our leaders and the leaders in Europe, as they have to deal with these issues, Lord. And we pray for your guidance. We pray for compassion and mercy, Lord. We pray for a heart that will share. And Lord, we lift those people up to you in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for our uh, own country. We pray, Lord, for those in authority in making decisions here. 
We pray you will guide them, Lord. Father, we pray that they will govern with justice and compassion and mercy. And whether they know it or not, Lord, we just pray that they will govern us in a godly way, Lord. Father, we pray for Christians, Lord, in government or in positions of authority, that they will have the courage to stand up for godly values. Father, we pray for those involved in Christian outreach and showing your love to others. Father, we pray for ourselves as all of us are involved in how we live and speak in telling others about you. We think specifically, Lord, about Friends International. We thank you, Lord, that uh, as a Christian mission supported by our church fellowship, uh, Father, we thank you for the sponsored walk uh, that raised over £1,500 towards Portsmouth staff permanently here in Portsmouth and also the pledges they have received towards that staff member's costs. We pray, Father, for uh, foreign students who have returned to their home countries, especially for those who have become Christians during their time in the UK. Pray, Father, that they will find fellowship and Christian friends in their own countries. We pray, Father, for those foreign students coming here to UK in the next few weeks. We pray, Father, for the, the three pre-term discussion workshops for students coming to the university uh, that will be run by Friends International. Father, we pray for Claire and the team as they run them and for relationships to be built, the first one starting on the 13th of August. Father, we pray next Sunday for the foreign students invited here by Friends International to St Jude's for tea and a tour of the church, some of them perhaps who have never been in a Christian place of worship before. We pray, Father, for fun, for fellowship, and for your Holy Spirit to work in the hearts and minds of the students, Lord, for good contacts to be made that can be followed up. We pray, Father, that there will be enough cakes, scones, and food that they will be able to enjoy hospitality here. Father, too, we pray for uh, the full academic term that's starting and the students from other countries that will be taking their places here for that. We pray they'll quickly settle in, that they'll make new friends, and we pray for the first international cafe taking place in the new term. We pray that new students from other countries would particularly be welcomed and find friends with other Christians. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray for uh, the Senior Citizens Holiday Club this week. We pray for your blessing on it, Lord. We pray for all in our church family and nationally receiving A-level and AS-level results this coming Thursday. We pray for those who will celebrate and we pray, Father, you will guide them in what the next step is. And we pray for those who will face disappointment and hard choices. We pray, Father, for those in our fellowship who are ill. 
we lift up especially to you, David Gorman. David Fry, we thank you for good recovery so far for David after his operation. We pray for Mary Hemsley and for Jilly Martin's sister, Sandra Scorer. Father, we pray too for those who have faced recent bereavement, for the family and friends of Steve Black, and we pray for Anne Graham and her family mourning the death of her mother, Jean Burgoyne. And in a few seconds of quiet, we pray, Father, in our own hearts, for anyone known to each of us who needs your special touch to bring comfort or healing in mind, spirit or body. Father, all of these things we bring before you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.